Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to 2020. I am so pumped for this year. I have such crazy energy right now, and I feel super creative and inspired and in flow and grounded, and I don't know if that's just because it's January and we're kicking off a new year, but I've really been spending a lot of time and specifically a lot of time over the holidays just getting quiet and really tuning in and journaling, and it was a really, really great really great holidays and having time off and nothing beats having time off and spending some time away from your work and you know doing other things that you don't know Normally get to do, and we got to host a, a lot over the holidays, and it was so great being with friends and family, and ate lots of delicious food. I still got Ferrero Rochers around the house, and I'm still eating those. Yes, I love them, and I do eat them sometimes. And yeah, so just really excited for this new year, and I love stepping into newness, you know, like the unknown. And I feel that over the years, it's been something that I've been really able to embrace is embracing that unknown, and I think it's so important to plan and have some structure about how you want to move forward, but there's always going to be some magic in there. There's always going to be some unknown and it's just really trusting in that process, which can oftentimes be quite hard. But that's also where I think a lot of the beauty lies, you know, a lot of the magic can really just come from. So I'm really learning to trust that and embrace it. And I hope the same for all of you. So thanks so much for being with me today. I'm so excited to be back. Took two weeks off over the holidays, so we didn't post any episodes. And I've been so excited and it's just been so joyful seeing you guys share pictures with my book, The 30-Day Hormone Solution. Thank you so much for tagging me in your posts and sharing the different recipes that you're cooking up from the book. It's just been so amazing seeing what you guys are up to. And I love that you're diving into the book and you're baking and you're cooking and you're doing all the deliciousness. I love it. So it's so exciting to see that. I had somebody the other day share that they were making the lemon Dijon chicken thighs with broccoli rice and they were serving the broccoli rice to their kids. And I was like, oh my God, that might not go over very well, but sure enough, their kids ate it. So I'm really excited for that. So it's those little things that I love seeing. And even though it is a women's health book, at the end of the day, this is a book where you can share these recipes with your family. You know, the first half of the book, I'm diving into women's health and hormones, but the second half with all those recipes in the meal plan, that is definitely something that your entire family can enjoy. Those recipes are recipes that Gaten and I have and make and cook all the time. And he also shares them with his athletes. So it's not just women specific, it's food that's going to support everybody from head to toe, which I'm so excited for. So if you're cooking for your kids and your family, I'd love to see it. Please share and tag me over at Holistic Wellness Foodie on Instagram. And also before we dive in, we do have registration open for the Metabolic Reset program. So excited. This is our flagship program. We are currently offering $200 off, which we have never, ever, ever Ever done before. So I am calling it our no excuse discount. This is really a 
weight loss program. If you really need support with weight loss, and just like I said earlier, needing a plan and needing structure and needing guidance, you can't go at it alone. And if you feel stuck and overwhelmed, and if you've ever been on a quote unquote diet where you felt really deprived, again, that is not the solution. And it's not what we do inside the Metabolic Reset Program. So we really help to support your hormones and balance your blood sugar and your cortisol levels, which can often lead to weight gain and it can often lead to a lot of hormonal imbalances. And so we are really getting to the root of that and supporting you without deprivation you're not going to need to wake up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym and work out six, seven days a week and you know count calories. That's not what this is. We're going to eat delicious, anti-inflammatory, real whole foods. You're going to eat higher fat, lower carb. You're going to support and balance your insulin and your blood sugar. And in turn, you are going to lose weight. You're going to manage and crush those sugar and carb cravings. You're going to have so much more energy and you're going to feel fantastic. So if you're over there on the fence, it is time to make a choice, dive in, get the support and join us. And you can head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash metabolic reset. Grab that discount. Come join us. We officially start as a group on January 13th. So if you're listening to this in real time, that's just a week away. And we will be closing registration on January 12th. And I'm really excited for it. You know, we've got so many women from all over the globe joining. And the Metabolic Reset is a little bit different from my book because in the Reset program, we focus on, like I said, more of a higher fat, lower carb approach. And whereas in my book, I'm diving a little bit deeper into hormones and adrenals and thyroid and your cycle and things like that. And so the book has more of a hormone focus and the metabolic reset program has more of a higher fat, low carb focus with more of a, of a weight loss focus. So I'd love to have you and support you and help you kick off 2020 in the healthiest way possible. All right. So our episode today, I'm so excited. I really wanted to dive into this first episode of the year with some insight into how we can get connected to ourselves, to the universe, how we can get in flow and find our creative energy and not just, you know, dive into nutrition, hormones and all that good stuff, which of course I'm going to be talking about all kinds throughout the next year, but how can we really tap in, tap into our intuition and really use maybe the cosmos as a bit of a guidance. And so that's why I'm having my friend Meredith with us today. And I'm really excited. I connected with Meredith a few months ago. I actually hired her. She's an astrologist and we had a really great reading and it was such a great session. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to be perfect to kick off 2020. And so that's why she's here today. So I'm so excited. We dive into astrology and numerology and and why does it even matter? We talk about what we need to know about the energy for 2020. And if you're not into astrology or numerology, you can learn how you can best use this information for yourself, or maybe not even use the information for yourself. And Meredith also shares how really learning about her hormonal health helped to strengthen her spiritual experience and her spiritual practice. And so it's a juicy episode, and I'm so excited to dive into this topic today, and I really do hope you enjoy it. So Meredith Dillon, she's an astrologist, numerologist, and mystic, and owner and operator of 
cosmic maps align. While she loves studying planets and numbers, she feels the most connected to the universe when she's improvising on stage. Flow is her focus. She loves holding space and serving others a mirror. As a retired elementary school teacher, she enjoys teaching others from an inspired, heart-centered place. Let's dive into our episode with Meredith. I hope you enjoy. And if you got any questions or comments, come find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Thanks so much for being with us today. Enjoy. Hi, Meredith. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here and kick off 2020. It's so exciting. Before we dive in, tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. My name is Meredith Dillon, and I'm the owner of Cosmic Maps Online, which is basically my astrology and numerology mystic business. Yeah, I look at the planets and the stars and I interpret numbers in a way to understand the universe and my life and the life of others in a more metaphysical and spiritual way. I'm also a comedic improviser and I know those (laughs) sound like very disparate, but I feel like they are extremely connected in the sense that like all of life is improvisation and on stage it's just like a more concentrated flow of that like very practiced of like I'm just gonna say yes to whatever happens that's amazing yeah I love that so (laughs) thank you I mean how does one just decide like oh I'm just I'm gonna talk astrology and numerology that's my business like how did that even come about that is a great question so I used to be an elementary school teacher And I was feeling overwhelmed and like I enjoy teaching, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then in 2017, I had a spiritual awakening. Like it just kind of everything, I mean, where I live in the United States, like things were kind of exploding in a way that was different for me. And I was really anxious. And so I started meditating every day. And that meditation just kind of led to like, me hearing my intuition really clearly for the first time. And that's when all these systems kind of started to present themselves to me. Like my brother introduced me to human design. A friend was like, oh, you should listen to this, this astrologist who is Kai Pacha. He does the Pele report. And I was like, oh yeah, like this all feels really right and true. And then I just kind of started absorbing it. It was like, very weird how easily I was able to pick everything up. It's not weird if you study numerology. I was in a seven year, which is like a year of spiritual awakening, but I didn't know that at the time. I quit my job at the end of the school year and went on like a butterfly trip. I went on a three month road trip where I was like living out of my car, camping, staying with friends. And I told myself like, I'm going to go to Vancouver. I don't know who I'm going to stay with. And like, on my road trip, I had like an astrology retreat that I was going to be a part of. And the person that sat right next to me was like, I live in Vancouver. And I was like, of course you do. (laughs) And it was in Vancouver that I was introduced to numerology and like had a lot of like healing sessions. And just on that trip started giving readings was like, I'm really into this stuff. Like, let me, what's your birthday? What time are you born? Blah, blah. And people just kept being like, you should get paid for this. Like, you're really intuitive. And, and so, yeah, I ended up back in Phoenix. I didn't think I would. I thought I was going to move to LA. 
to study improv, but I was in this really like vulnerable space of like learning how to truly love myself. And LA is not the place, not the place to do that. <laughs> Very much a different vibe. And I think I could go there now. I just don't want to. But then I was like, I'm too impressionable. Like I'm too weak. Oh. So I ended up back in Phoenix, which is where I was born and raised, and just started giving people readings, like really affordable. And it's just kind of grown from there. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's It's been a a call of intuition for sure. And lots of times this year, I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) And then we all have those moments. Right. And then the universe is like, you're doing this for now. And I was like, okay. I can do this right now. That's amazing. So what does astrology and numerology, what does it even mean? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, I believe that like, so some people think like, oh, the planets are like doing things to you. And that's <laughs> not like how I feel or I don't think any astrologer, astrologist really feels that way. I see them kind of as like cosmic mirrors you know? So philosophically and spiritually, I believe like as within, so without. And so like as above, so below. And so I think that we're all connected. Like we're all one. We're really all just like one being. And we've kind of all fractaled off into these like separate entities, whether it be a human or a tree or a place. And I think in that way, we're all mirrors for each other. And so I think astrology and the planets are just a really big mirror, you know, right. they're way up there. And I think that the archetypes that each planet represents, where they are in the sky kind of mirrors what we're experiencing on a personal level and channeling that energy through in our own unique expression, right? Because we're all one, but we're also all unique. So like we're a fingerprint, you know, like if God had like infinite amount of fingers, you know, like were these prints. So I do think we're, we all channel like a very specific thing, but I think numbers and the planets, they all are, I I mean, it's kind of like a language in a way, right? right? So it's like some people are really fluent and really like jive with it. And other people are like, I don't know, like, I don't know what you're saying. Right. And I think all of that's super fair and valid. Like you don't have to believe or care about the these things right in order for them to like be relevant if that makes sense yeah absolutely absolutely so why do you think astrology even matters <sighs> i actually ask myself this question a lot <laughs> because in a way it's very intellectual like it's very intuitive but it's also something for the mind to do you know it's like why am i feeling this way oh where's the moon you know mm-hmm. and instead of just like being in the moment and feeling it. And so in that way, I am conflicted with with my connection with these systems because I love them and I feel astrology and these systems, numerology, human design, they all are really validating for not only our daily experience, but the trajectory of our lives and, you know, the lessons that we're here to learn. But I also think, you know, I think everything is good and bad, like nothing is ever one thing. And so I think a lot about how also these systems can sometimes rob us of just being in the present, being in our bodies, being in our hearts, listening to our intuition, just kind of being. 
And so I think it matters. And then I think it doesn't matter at all. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Which is bo- so bold to say. I love that. I do. I love that. Yeah. Because I feel like there are people who maybe like read their horoscope in the newspaper or whatever it might be. And then they really take that to heart. You know, they might read something about, oh, it's going to be a prosperous month. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm coming into tons of money this month and I'm going to be a millionaire. And it's just like this whole, it can cascade into this whole cycle of doubt. Yeah. Or like, oh, if it's not a prosperous month, like what's wrong with me? And right. You know? And I mean, it's interesting because, you know, there's a predictive astrology where you're like looking towards the future and you're like, oh, like what's, what, what are things going to be like? And I don't really think it's ethical personally. I think it's interesting. Like, I think that they, they're right. Like they can be right, but I don't know if they're right because of astrology or if they're right because they've planted seeds in people's minds and then people's minds focus on that thing and then bring that thing to fruition through the power of their mind and thought. Right. So yeah, I think that, I mean, with any tool, like you can, hurt your thumb with a hammer, you know, but you could also build a house. And so it's like, I think you just have to be conscious. And also like, at the end of the day, it's like, let go and let God, like, just let it go. Like read it, it validates. Okay. Now, like, where are you? Like, are you present? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's some good advice there. Okay. So I would love to know what we need to know about the energy for 2020. That's a great question. Predictive astrology is bad, but here you go. (laughs) Uh, No, this will not be predictive. It'll more just be like an abstract, you know, the concepts of 2020. And so numerologically, 2020 is a four year because when you add up two plus zero plus two plus zero, it equals four, right? And that is a vibration or frequency of the dedicated hard worker, So this is a year where our work is really the focus. We're building foundations and structures and routines to really support as a collective what we're building. So that's interesting to think about in terms of like different countries, different nations, different states, like what is happening on a collective level right? in that regard, because it is really like nitty gritty, detail oriented you know, like mundane minutiae type work, but it's important, you know, like you can't build a house without the foundation. And so that's, that's what we're doing as a collective. And so everyone's kind of feeling that vibe. Now, obviously everyone has like their own personal year and whatever, but that's like the main energy for 2020 in terms of numerologically, which I think really aligns with Jupiter has moved into Capricorn. They moved into Capricorn in December of 2019 and they'll be there until like December 19th of 2020. Jupiter moves through a sign in about a year. And this again, Capricorn is this like external authority, government laws, institutions, like, but also like utilitarian manifestation type energy. It's like the highest octave of earth. And so Jupiter is a planet of blessings and expansion and growth. And so the last two years have been really heavy when it's come to Capricorn energy. We've had Pluto there since 2008. We've had Saturn there since the end of 2017. It's just been like, we've just 
like walking through mud. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that like, one way to kind of describe it? Really being like hit with lessons, you know, in terms of like our physical realm and also like how we show up as a leader, like how we show up in our authority, especially with like the nodes of the moon have been, you know, in Cancer and Capricorn. So it's just been like intense. And so I feel like Jupiter moving through is kind of like, like a little street sweeper, you know, that's like kind of sweeping up all the the leftover gunk and kind of like leaving everything like nice and beautiful. Love that. Which is great. Yes. (laughs) But what this means, and it obviously depends on your chart and where Capricorn is in your chart, but you know, just Jupiter in Capricorn, we're looking at expansion in our careers. We're looking at more money, more status, more authority, more opportunity to step into leadership positions. And that's awesome. You know, like that feels really good. What's interesting about the Capricorn energy is that Saturn has been there for like almost three years and they're leaving Capricorn this year. So this is like a big shift for everyone, but they're not fully leaving. You know, he is, he or they are moving into Aquarius in like March. Yes. And then retrograding back into Capricorn in July and then back into Aquarius in December. And so to me, what this means is like, we've been learning out a lot of lessons as, as a society, right? Like if we look at the world, you know, over the last couple of years, like our governments, our institutions, our laws have all been, we've been really sensing and understanding the limitations and the restrictions of those things on a collective level because Capricorn is collective energy. And then in our own lives, really learning the restrictions of our own authority, like learning the restrictions of our career and like having to basically get knocked down and and keep getting back up when it comes to, you know, our status and our money and, you know, how we're here to lead and how we're here to help society with our gifts. And so them moving into Aquarius is now like, okay, we know what's broken or like, we know what's not working. We know where we're still limited and restricted. Okay. How can we innovate? Right. How can we you know, adapt new technologies? How can we connect our message with all of humanity instead of just my, you know, my nation or whatever? How can I expand my social function to, you know, invent, you know, make things better? Aquarius is the future. It's outer space. It's alien technology. You know, it's like, it's a way beyond its time. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to kind of get this sense of like, oh, like, I think I know how to innovate, but this means like I'm going to have to really, really like step into that role. And there's going to be, again, I mean, Saturn is just the planet of major life lessons and and karma. Like it's, they don't have a lot, like it's not a fun planet, you know, (laughs) they're just not fun, but they're always there, right? We're always experiencing every planet. And so I feel like them tapping into Aquarius is like, all right, we need to innovate. And then moving back into Capricorn, it's like, okay, like what is still in our way? Like what, what do we still need to physically remove? What boundaries or like what blocks are still there that we need to tear down in order to actually start doing this work in 2021, right? And so we kind of get a taste of it. We move back. We continue to like clear out, you know, 
laws that don't work, structures that are faulty or outdated, and right. then then innovating. So, and what's interesting just in general is the 2020s, we're moving from earth into air in general. So we're moving from this place of like- What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Pluto, Pluto is moving from Capricorn to Aquarius in like 2023, 2024, because again, they retrograde for like half a year. So it just takes a while for them to finally get out of Capricorn. But essentially they're moving from like old paradigm to new paradigm. Like we're moving from like the way things have been to the way things will be, which sounds very vague, but like <laughs> when I think about Aquarius, I think about AI. Like I just, I think about robots. Right. Yep. Artificial think, intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Tesla and, taking over the world. <laughs> yeah. More space travel, like right. more, I kind of see, and there are implications for that. Like, again, everything is good and bad. And so it's like, yeah, robots will all be doing our jobs. And if we do the work now in our Capricorn years of like, yeah, let the robots do our jobs. Like, let's redistribute resources and, you know, things so that people can live. And then the robots do it. Like, this could be idyllic if we let it, right? right. It's like, are we going to be willing to let go are the 1% going to be able to let go of the power that they have to, you know, make room for a world where everyone is living equally, right? Because Aquarius right. Is, is about equality. It's about like, we're all human. We're, we're all one species and we should all have everything we need. It's, you know, very future thinking and Capricorn is, you know, not that. And so we basically <laughs> have to do the work of like making it so that AI is a good thing, but it, who knows, you know? Interesting. Very interesting. So interesting. So, okay. So you talk about the planets and for someone who's like, what the heck is she talking <laughs> about? Like planet is Jupiter moving into Capricorn. Like, can you just give a basic overview of, of what you mean by all of that? Yeah, I can. So each planet represents a psycho-spiritual function. It's an archetype within us, right? So again, like Jupiter represents the part of us that's intuitive, the part of us that is always expanding, always growing, just like the universe, right? Because we are the universe. We're a microcosm of the macrocosm. And so Jupiter represents that. And Jupiter currently is in the sky moving through, from our perspective, a zodiac sign, right? Jupiter's not actually in the constellation of Capricorn. But from our point of view, they have to kind of cross. They're crossing through it, right? Got it. And so that's what I mean by like Jupiter's and Capricorn. And it affects us in the in the ways that like the that psychospiritual function of Jupiter is within us, right? Whereas Saturn, Saturn is a psychospiritual function of like our authority, like how we interact with the world, how we interact with society and how we kind of show ourselves as a boss and as a leader, it's like the patriarchy, you know, it's like the father energy. It's like, rah, 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 like I'm in charge. Here are the laws. Here are the rules. Like, let's get to work. You know? Right. Right. And they're all cruising through the constellation of Capricorn because, because this is a wild time. Like this is, you know, it's not often. And like Saturn is going to meet up with Pluto, which is like something that only happens every like, 30, 40 years. It doesn't happen very often. 
based on just, you know, the orbits of the planets. And Pluto is the psycho-spiritual function of our soul and of like death and transformation and rebirth. It's like this like really long process because Pluto is so far away. They right. move through a sign so slowly. Like I said, mm-hmm. he's been there since 2008. And so this is this feeling of like shedding our skin and like decomposing and then like going into the earth and then like, you know, being reborn as a seedling. It's like this really slow, long process that, yeah. So if you look at that on like a collective level since 2008 and you think about society and government and laws and institutions dying and being reborn, I think, I think we could agree, (laughs) at least in certain countries. I obviously don't know everything about every country on the planet, but I know at least the United States has really been going through that. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure just on a personal level, there's a lot of people who can just look back in just the past decade of the personal, Mm -hmm. professional, emotional, physical transformation that's ensued in their lives, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure there's been many deaths and many births, you know, Yeah, and then we move into Aquarius and that kind of all changes, but not for a while. Like that's not 2020. That's like 2023, which is nice. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And there's one more thing that I want to talk about with 2020 is the nodes of the moon. So this is the other big shift that's happening this year. So at the beginning of 2018, no, 2019, yeah, 2019. At the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, the nodes of the moon moved into, the north node moved into Cancer and the south node moved into Capricorn. And the nodes of the moon are the psycho-spiritual function that represent like our evolution, essentially. So the south node represents what we kind of need to let go of, what we're releasing in order to move towards where we want to go. And the north node points to like, okay, these are the things that we're cultivating and growing and nurturing within us to help us evolve on a collective level, on an individual level. And so when they moved into Cancer and Capricorn, they moved into our security axis, which is like Cancer is like how we feel secure within, right? If we think of the crab, we think of the shell, it's like I'm protected, I'm safe. Right. I have home within myself, right? That's what we've been cultivating. We've been really healing our inner child. We've been healing our relationships with our families and our parents. It's been like really diving into like our emotions and leaning into trusting our feelings, trusting our intuition, like allowing ourselves to kind of be more introverted or imaginative and childlike. And we've been releasing, you know, this need to like have this front that like everything is cool, like everything's okay. Right. The perfectionism. Perfectionism, you know, needing the status quo of like, yeah, like I'm normal. Like, yeah, look at me. Like I do things that's the, I get married at 26 and I have a kid at 28 because I'm normal, you know, mm-hmm. and we've been really letting go of turning to external authority to make us feel safe and secure, right? We've been letting go of like, oh, well, you know, my mom says that I should do things this way. And so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to follow in my mom's footsteps or, you know, society tells me that this is where I should be with my, this is, this is how I should be living my life. Uh, you know, 
we're moving away from other people telling us what's right for us. And we've been moving into listening to ourselves, our feelings and our intuition, right? And this ends in July, I think. Yeah, June, July. And the nodes then move, the North Node moves into Gemini and the South Node moves into Sagittarius. So this is another big shift that we're going to be feeling in 2020, where now that we have a sense of stability and security within us, now we're able to actually like go out and learn new things. You know, Gemini is the student. They're really curious. The matters of the mind and facts and information and logic and data are, you know, very much Gemini energy and it's constantly changing. You know, Gemini is immutable energy. And so it's like constantly transforming. We're like, oh yeah, like. I want to learn about this and okay, now I want to learn about this, right? So it's about really, it's about being very curious. And the thing that we're letting go of is any narratives that are, are outdated or outworn, right? Sagittarius is kind of like the teacher energy and really about like perspective. And so we're kind of being confronted with perspectives that maybe are harmful or are just like not no longer relevant and having to kind of let go of some of these Maybe they're philosophical beliefs. Maybe they're cosmological. And we're like, oh, that's actually not serving me. And so I'm going to go out and I'm going to find you know, new information and new data to kind of help me understand you know, what narrative I can build that's new. So it's a great time to go to school. It's also a great time to focus on your local community, right? So we're kind of going from this place of like, you know, healing our parents and our inner child. Well, we're not healing our parents. Can't heal your parents, but right. healing our relationship with them. Right. Moving into like, oh, how can I help my like community? Like, how can I help the people who are around me, my neighbors, my siblings? You know, how can I support the people who are, are around me? And maybe not feeling like, oh, I have to solve the problems that are, are halfway across the globe, which is very Sagittarius, right? Like global. And coming into more of like, what's around me? Like, what can I actually do here and now? Right. It's like right outside your door kind of thing. Yeah. Go pick up trash. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it is is the small step. So yeah, we talk about climate change as like this big abstract concept. And it's like, well, just like go do one thing, you know, like, and it's not, it's not going to change the world, but that vibration, that energy, you know, it's like, that's what helps change things. It's not just this like concept. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So what are some strategies that women can integrate more of into their lives to really get into like a state of flow and to really just become more connected with cosmic energy? Oh, I love that question. So I'm just going to speak from personal experience here because everyone is different. Everyone has a different design and everybody's working with elements in a different way. Right. But the ways in which I've connected to the flow is having a routine, which I think is very supported in 2020 with the four energy that feels really nourishing. Cause I think a lot of times when we hear the word routine, we're like, Oh, routine, you know, well, actually again, I'm projecting. That's just me. I'm like, oh God, I just want to do things the way I want to do it. Right, right. And they sound contradictory, like flow and routine. Like, what are you talking about? Like, those are opposite. But I think when I was in school learning how to be a teacher for children, 
you know, routine was a big thing that came up because we're like, well, you know, kids are kids. And like, shouldn't we just allow them to like authentically figure out, you know, you know, that every day is different. And it was one of my professors that was like, no, when, when kids know what to expect, when they have a routine and they understand, you know, okay, first we do morning meeting and then we do, you know, we read and then we journal. They release their minds of the task of knowing what's coming up next. Right. And they're actually able to learn new things and they're actually mm. able to tap in. Love that. And so, right. And so I think when our brains are like, I know every morning I wake up and do write six pages of morning pages. And then I meditate, I do breath work for 10 minutes and then I meditate for 10 minutes and then I go for a walk and then I eat breakfast and then I'm allowed to look at my phone. Yeah. That's totally me. Right. Then our minds aren't like, Oh, like what do I need to do today? Like what? It's like, I know that I'm at least going to do these things and I have a a chance to like focus in and like get quiet. And so that, the rest of the day from there comes from this place of like peace and comes from this place of connection. And if it gets lost, if something chaotic happens or whatever, there's a channel there to home where they can close their eyes, take two breaths and be like, okay, I feel that peace. And then, you know, when we're in peace, when we're in ease is when the universe is moving through us. Right. And so if we provide, if we build out space in our day to connect then whenever we're feeling like we're not connected, we notice and then we're able to come back and ground and center, right? So, so much of, I think, flow is being present and how can you be present if every day is like a whirlwind? You know, right. I'm, sure, I'm sure some people can do it, but I know that the times that I've felt the most at ease is when I structure my mornings to be consistent and give myself permission to tap in. I love that. Yeah. That's what I would say. And also take an improv class. <laughs> ah, tell us about that. Why? Like, why would you say that that's going to help connect? Well, here's the thing. At first, it's not going to help. At first, it's going to be a lot of anxiety of like, oh my God, like, I don't know what to say on stage. I don't know For how sure. to be funny, you know? Yeah. But just like anything, if you're persistent and you, you know, continue to show up and you learn the skills and the tools of being an improviser, which those skills are very spiritual skills. It's like learning how to be present, learning how to listen, learning how to accept the reality that someone else is presenting and say, okay, like, yeah, I will work with this and I will build off of it, right? Which... I think a lot of times in life we're trying to control, you know, okay, I'm going to make this amount of money this month and I'm going to do it this way. And, right. you know, I'm going to you know, connect with these people. And then we're really blocking the universe from providing us with, you know, the things that we actually want. It's like, it just works in a nonlinear, you know, non-logical way. And our minds are like, but I have to know. Right. And so when we practice on stage, accepting that someone has just told me I'm a cow, I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. okay, Well, I didn't think I was going to be a cow when I stepped on stage with you, but now I am. So you know, (laughs) and so where you learn these skills and the more that you get comfortable with them. Now it's not for everyone, but I think that even if you're not going to be a performer who performs every weekend, you can still learn a lot from taking, you know, a couple classes, 
you know, life becomes more magical because on stage magic happens. Like one, like there's infinite possibilities. Like I said, I could be a cow. We could be in outer space. Like I can instantly manifest things because we're not using props. We're creating things out of the air, you know, like a mime would. And so right here, I, you know, here I have a diamond ring and, you know, I'm wearing a ball gown or I'm a clown. Like I can instantly manifest things in, on stage. And I know that like there's no limit. And so I think that skill is really powerful to like practice on stage because, you know, what happens on stage can happen in life. For sure. And also you're co-creating. So there's a group mind happening on stage with the people that you're improvising with. That as you improvise with people more and more, you kind of all begin to think about the show in a similar way or you know, if someone steps out on stage and, and says the exact thing you were going to say or, and you realize how connected we are, you realize that we are really all, we all have telepathy, whether we think we know it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's in these subtle moments, we're all sharing energy and we're all channeling God, source, the universe. And it's like, whoever just is like, okay, yeah, I'll bring that idea through. And it's like, we're just kind of this big funnel and we have all these different spouts. and so. I think when you practice improv or you become an improviser, you start experiencing reality in a more magical way and you're more open to miracles in life because you've seen them happen on stage. I love that. I to- I totally see it. I mean, you're letting go of your sense of control, you know, which is huge and it's so hard for so many people to let go of. Yeah. So when you're put on the spot to go on stage and be a cow. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. You've, you got to let go of the control. Yeah. And you know, the best improv is vulnerable improv. It's like honest improv. Mm -hmm. It's improv. That's like, you know, people don't just laugh at things that are funny. They laugh when they're uncomfortable. They laugh at, you know, all sorts of things. And so at least in my theater, like laughter is not necessarily the goal. It's sometimes a byproduct and it feels great when people are laughing with you. But really, if you're being honest and authentic, it kind of teaches you how to like bring your truths out on stage. And I think in general, we're a lot happier and more whole when we're, you know, actually being ourselves and speaking from a place of truth. And I think it helps with with that as well. So and if it is funny and you're laughing a lot hormonally, that's like a very, (laughs) it is, you know, it's like serotonin (laughs) and dopamine and. And so I think it's also just really good medicine. So even if you don't do improv, go watch it. And hopefully it's good because it's not all good, but hopefully it will be in in your laugh bunch. That's awesome. You know, it's funny you say that because one of our friends got us tickets to, it's called Yuck Yucks. So it's basically like a comedy club and I haven't been in years. And so they got us tickets for Christmas and I was just like, oh my God, this is, this is so fun. Like I have not been to a comedy club in so long and it just, I just know it's going to be a a great night out and yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Just play. Yeah. Laugh and have fun. Absolutely. Okay. So on Instagram, you posted that January is a five month. It's true. Tell us more about that. What does that all mean? What does it mean? Yeah. So numerology is cool because it's everywhere. Like I said, you know, letters have vibrations. Actually, I don't know if I said that, but letters have <laughs> a number associated with them. And 
you know, numerology is just a series of adding things up. I love math. So that's super fun. And so because we're in a four year, that's the universal year. What you do is you add that to the month, right? So January is a one, right? Four equals five. Got it. And so five, no matter where you see a five, this is another cool thing about numerology is like, once you know what a number means, no matter where you see it, it always is the same. It's the same meaning, right? It's like numerology is like paint by numbers, whereas like astrology is this like abstract painting that like could have several meanings. Like numerology is pretty direct. And so January is a five month, which means it's a month of change, right? Five is a very like energetic number. It's very scattered. It loves movement. It loves progress. And it, it's a it's freedom loving. So you could also experience travel this month, but yeah, things are shifting. And because we're in that four year, it's really specifically about your routines, your structures, your foundations. Like you might literally be like moving somewhere. And what's interesting is we had a five month in November and this always happens. November and January are always the same. November in one year and the next year, January, they're always the same. And so I feel like at the end of the year, we experience these two vibrations. And then at the beginning of the year, we kind of repeat them, but with a different flavor. Yeah. And so in November, things were changing with like our creativity and like our sense of expression and speaking our truth and like more in this, our fun and our social lives and all of this, right? And now the change is happening in this like, in the details and the work and the nitty gritty, right? It's like once we changed and figured out our truth, now we're actually able to stabilize that this month and change what needs to be, you know, rebuilt or whatever. So that's what it means. Okay, got it. And so yeah. if someone isn't into astrology or numerology, how can they use this information to best help themselves? Hmm. Well, with anything that I write or that I read from other people, I always say like, take what resonates and leave the rest, right? So like, if you are reading things, you're like, I'm not really into this, but someone told me about something and you're like, hmm, that doesn't feel right. right. Then, then just move on, right? right? But if you're not into it and I mean, if you're not into it and you're not receiving information about it, then I don't think it matters at all. Like just right. listen to your body, hopefully listen to, you know, your intuition. I think you can be a really intuitive person and not know that you're intuitive. And oftentimes I almost think that makes you more intuitive because you don't, you don't have an ego about being intuitive. Right. Like my, my partner is like one of the most magical human beings I've ever met. And he doesn't care at all about any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he's not against it. Like he'll pull tarot cards with me every morning and stuff, but he's just not, he doesn't have a spiritual ego, if that makes any sense. Right. So it's cool if you're not into any of this. It honestly potentially makes you more connected than, you know, someone like me or whatever. But if you aren't into it, but you kind of receive information about it and you're like, I don't really know what this means. If you don't know what it means and you don't care to know what it means, then I say just keep moving on with your life. Yeah. And if you don't know what it means, but you feel like you read something, you're like, oh, that, that resonates with me or that feels true. I would then just continue to inquire within. Like I would like journal about it or like write about it or just think about it or maybe talk about it. But I think 
astrology is best used when it's about self-study numerology. Right. You know, it's cool to think about the collective and it's cool to think about what's happening in the world, but ultimately you are a microcosm of that world anyway. So if you reflect on yourself and what's happening in your life and your feelings and whatever, that's the best thing I think you can do with this information. Awesome. Because even if you read something that doesn't resonate and like say it triggers you or whatever, if you then continue to explore that, then astrology has done its job. You know, who cares if it's right or wrong? If it's gotten you to think about yourself, then yay. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel that like for me personally, there were so many signs. There are just so many different signs in my life and things that would just come up that it started to really have me question like in a good way. And so that's when I was like, I, I want to work with someone, you know, I want to hire, like we went on a call together, you know, I, I paid you for your time. And like, mm -hmm. and that's something that, you know, I would just share with the women that are listening that if perhaps they're feeling just that slight call or like things are showing up in their life, like, go for it and dive in and maybe work with someone and hire some just so you can get a better understanding. And that that's kind of what I needed for myself. It was like, oh my God, so many signs are showing up. And I've also been super connected since a young girl and very into astrology and numerology and human design and oracle readings and all of it. So it's like, I feel like I'm coming into this time in my life where I'm like, I just need to embrace that this is a part of me. And this is something that I feel very connected to. And it doesn't mean that I use it as like my one and only guide in life, you know, but it's a part, it's a tool in my toolbox for sure. So yeah, that's so beautiful. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I, <laughs> what I think is interesting about, cause you know, this has been around forever, this stuff, and it's recently become very popular, you know, and I believe that is because millennials have Pluto and Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And that means that for lifetimes that we have used our connection with the unseen realms to essentially become more powerful, you know, like, oh, look, I like I looked at the stars and I think that this is going to happen. You know, it's like we're kind of using these tools to, you know, assert our sense of manipulation is not the right word. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it can be manipulation. For but, sure. You know, magic is a sense of manipulating reality. You know, mm -hmm. I, I do a candle spell and I'm setting my intentions. I'm like, hey, I'm, I would like to change. You know, it's like a little cheat yep. code, like, -a -a right? Yep. And so I think because we've been working with them with life for lifetimes, they've come up again to be like, yeah, we know these tools. We've always known them. They're in our soul that I also think then we're, we too are going to be moving away from them. Like we're, we're like reclaiming them, using them, feeling them. And then being like, but at the end of the day, it's always been within me. Like it's, I already know yes. what I need, you know? Mm, yeah. So true. Yeah. Okay. One more question I got for you. Okay. How has learning about your hormonal health strengthened mm. your spiritual experience? Oh, great question. Well, my friend is a hormonal health coach and I was able to work with her for three months. And, you know, I've thought about my hormones in the past. Like when I was in college, I was on hormonal birth control very briefly and was like, I don't feel good. I'm not going to do this. And right. then got an IUD. I got the Paragard. And just from there, I was like, okay, don't have to think about my uterus anymore. Like I don't have to think about my hormones or anything. Right. And 
this year, I mean, part of my Saturn return, Saturn being in Capricorn and everything for me has been about health. And so I've just been confronted with like, you know, I don't even know what's on my face. It's like, it's not acne. It's not a rash, but just like, you know, when your body's just sending signals. Yeah, like, yep, for sure. Just different wrong. symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the universe, my friend was like, I would like to work with you. And I was like, well, this feels like, okay. Like, yeah, let's talk about hormones and learning about my diet and like how I'm able to manage my cortisol understand that like ovulation is very important for like progesterone and calming myself and like getting a deeper sense of like my physical body and my hormones has made me feel so connected to myself and like you know our connection to source and the universe exists within right and so i feel like yes. the more i have been in flow hormonally like using seed cycling to help with my estrogen and then help with my progesterone. And like, you know, I've been charting my cycles for a year. And so just even being like, I know when like I'm about to get my period or like, I know when I'm about to ovulate yep. has been like, so I never would have thought that connecting with my physical vessel would connect me more with my spirit, mm -hmm. but they're one in the same. Like totally. again, as above, so below, like, you know, like everything is everything. And so the more deeply connected I've, the more consciousness I've brought to my hormones, the more consciousness I've felt spiritually. It's been incredible. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and I can fully relate. And it's, it's the reason why I do the work that I do. You know, it's like, I know how important it is to take care of yourself and to honor your cycle and to love yourself and mm. loving yourself starts with what you feed yourself and how you take care of yourself and your sleep and your stress and all of mm. that. And when you can have that in alignment, you can show up so much more powerfully in the world and you can manifest more and you can, you know, you can, you just show up in such a more profound way and for yourself and for the people around you. And so it's, yeah, that's why I love doing the work I do. Yeah, it's truly, it's very important work. It makes me sad that I was 29 years old when I learned about the four phases of my cycle, you know? and But that's okay. But it's fine. Like, yeah. but, you know, to be like, oh, things are changing. Like, this isn't going to yeah. be how it is for our, the future generation, hopefully. And also, like, we then realize, too, you know, if you are a female-bodied person, like, your cycle is like the cycle of the moon. Yes. Like, you know, and to mm -hmm. just like connect with the fact that your body does something that we feel as a collective when the moon is moving through certain phases is like so profound, you know, because like we're like a speck of a speck of a speck of sand when it, in the universe, but right. we're connected to it. And that's what's so powerful and cool. It's Agreed. just cool. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It is super cool. <laughs> totally. I, I 1000% agree with you. Yeah. Awesome. So where can our audience find you? Oh, great question. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is at cosmic maps align all, all together. Yep. No hyphens or anything. And my website is www.cosmicmapsalign.com. It's there that you can find like how to book a reading with me 
which I would love for you to do. Which I highly suggest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We'll not have any readings available until February because I'm going to Hawaii. I saw that. Yes. Exciting. On the 15th of January. And I'm just giving myself like the first two weeks to just get settled. We're doing a work away. And so I just want to like understand like my surroundings and yeah. yeah, ground myself, get my routine up and running. Love it. Yeah. And you can also check out a online workshop that I just created super affordable that is about figuring out your personal year. So I talked about like 2020 being a four year for the collective, but that workshop will tell you more about that. And then also teach you how to figure out what your personal year is and what that will mean for you. So very cool. Thank you. It was very fun to create and I hope it helps people. Amazing. Well, we will put all the info in our show notes and thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Yeah. (laughs) And go check her out online. I love reading your Instagram. They're so great. Your posts are awesome. Amazing. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Meredith of Cosmic Maps Align. You can go follow her on Instagram or visit her website, cosmicmapsalign.com. Thanks so much for being with us today. If you haven't left us a rating and a review, you can do so on any podcast platform that you listen to us on. I love reading your reviews. They mean so much to me. And I just thank you so much for your support, for your love, and for being with us. Find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And lastly, if you want to come join us in the Metabolic Reset, scoop up that $200 savings and join us. We are starting on January 13th. Head to holisticwellness.ca forward slash metabolic reset. Thanks for being with us today and I'll chat with you all next week.